we're all protecting you. We have, we have all protected, protected you. you. About my marriage? About what you told us about your marriage. With the mostest? We you told us. I don't ever bring you guys around me like that. Let me tell you something. The only thing. If I want to see that, what a road is. I'm not really sure what I've done to you, but Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Hot and Bravo podcast, part of the Buttered Pop Network. It's Eddie Estrada here with my co-host, Matthew. No, I, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know about that. I'm trying every week to do something different, and I just, it, it the spirit within me, the Delilah spirit within me was <laughs> oh coming <my> out. <laughs> Let's talk about that Delilah spirit in you. I, I don't want to hear that ever again. Neither I know we'll I. get to that, but I never want to hear that phrase ever again. God love you, Drew, but no. I'm I'm right there with you. I'm I'm over it. How's your week been, Edward? My week's been bravo filled, as has yours. <laughs> yes. Oh my God. Wait. Let's tell. Let's tell them. Should let's, we tell them? I yeah. Well, I don't know. If you watched Watch What Happens Live last night, because this is released on Friday, you might have seen a familiar face. If you've never seen us before, you might have heard a familiar <laughs> voice. <laughs> that is because Matthew and I were on Watch What Happens Live this week for the Summer House finale episode with Ciara. Lindsay and Kyle. Yes. We reached our first milestone stepping stone for watch what happens live. We got into the uh, virtual audience. Next step is bartender. Yeah. Well, and then guest, and then guest a hundred percent. Like there are three tiers. And I also hope that one day we'll be able to actually maybe sit in the audience live, live. but we got through the first hurdle and we were on watch what happens live virtually in the audience. We were the only two gentlemen in the audience. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> It all happened so quick. We were the only guys. The tapes a little bit earlier for us because we're West Coast. So maybe we had a couple cocktails a little bit earlier than we should have that day. But it was all well worth it. And I thought we had a great time. I thought you asked two great questions. Oh, yeah. So your boy was cast. And I wanted I was there for more emotional support. I wanted Eddie to take the lead for sure on this one. And I thought you did great. Thank you. Yeah. So if you watched it last night or if you want to go back and watch it today... In the main show, I ask Lindsay a question, and you'll see what question that is. I don't want to spoil it if you haven't watched it yet, but I ask Lindsay a question there. And then in the after show, I ask her another question. Yes. Both I thought were great. Fun fact, I interviewed Lindsay years ago, Summer House Season 1, after the show premiered for Buttered Pop back in the day. So it was a familiar face. I hope we have a connection again in the future, but it was just another stone in the sand in my journey with summer house i had a great time i thought that the team the watch what happens live team did such a great job producing it and putting it together and getting everyone kind of corralled on on uh zoom or skype i guess like the the watch happens live team was fantastic please let us on again (laughs) (laughs) you're like okay matthew i I was i'm a little bummed because i wasn't looking my best i had a little bit of sunburn my hair I got a really great haircut uh, recently, but before we filmed on What Happens Live, I hadn't gotten my haircut yet, so it didn't look great. But then I got my haircut today, and I feel much better now, so I wish that my glow up had happened uh, before. Okay. I mean, I didn't look great either, and I didn't get a haircut. You look great! I beg to differ. I you think didn't I have look- a sunburn, and your hair looked fine, although you kept adjusting it every five fucking seconds. No, there was definitely a point. Like, the, the, the 30 minutes before we filmed, I had the camera on and was just... Oh, my God. <laughs> I, you, you, I was stressed. As if, it was my big as debut. As if you had 
like a compulsion disorder that you could not like switching the light switch on and off like 50 times. You kept like exiting in and out of Skype and zoom just to like check your face. Uh, you know what? It was my big to butt yeah. and I had to make sure I, I understand. I understand. I looked fly. So if you haven't watched it, check it out. It is the watch what happens live that aired right after the summer house episode that premiered Thursday, Thursday, the 22nd. Yes. Cause today's the 23rd. Good math. <laughs> Wow. Yes. Yesterday was the 22nd. Today is the 23rd. Just a simple minus one. Okay. Other than Watch What Happens Live, we had another big Bravo reveal this week. I don't know if it's a reveal. More so like these are the moments we wait for before season premieres. We've got the New York premiere on May 4th. May the 4th be with you. And we got the taglines for all the ladies. We did. Okay. So So we're going to go through and read them all. We're going to do one each. So Matthew's going to start. So we'll start with Luann, Countess. Of all my vices, being glamorous is one I'll never give up. Okay, that was a great Luann. Thank you. I really, I actually. You just got to get down, Luann. Got to just be Luann. Got to get down in your basement. Got to get down in the basement for my cabaret. (laughs) It's really weird. Okay, the next is Leah McSweeney. I'm sex positive and BS negative. LOL. (laughs) This is Ramona. I may say the wrong things, but my intentions are always right. Okay, lies. She Th- tries. She tries. Then we've got the new housewife, Ebony, Ebony K. Williams. And she said, I've had to work twice as hard for half as much, but now I'm coming for everything. I mean, spectacular. Great first year tagline. And then I think this is my favorite out of Same. all of them. This is my favorite too. Um, Sonia Morgan. Just like New York City, Sonia Morgan never goes out of style. God bless her. I... I I miss her so much. I miss them so much. I just can't wait. I can't wait. Only two more weeks and we get our ladies back. Oh, I'm so excited. I'm so excited for New York to come back, as I'm sure all of you are. Also, speaking of New York, before we get to that, we do want to announce something that is coming to the Hot and Broadway podcast. Oh, yes. Go for it. Tell the world. Next week, we will be releasing a brand new episode segment i guess it's a whole new segment what are you canadian segment did i I say it weird segment segment it's segment segment yes (laughs) a new segment it's like okay you're from minnesota you know what (laughs) maybe i am a new a new um, segment a special episode am i still saying it weird segment seg like segway you're saying seg fucking freak i feel like i'm saying it right but okay <laughs> no it's like catch up so you okay so guys eddie says catch up like i'm gonna catch up with my catch friends up. it's ketchup ket catch up there we go you say catch up like catch up on my episodes you of don't need to be mean of everything i say i'm not being mean i'm just pointing out when you're being <laughs> weird <laughs> okay so we have a new segment <laughs> it's still a little weird Okay, fine. Okay. It's a new <laughs> show coming to the... You don't have to subscribe to anything new. It's a Hot and Bravo show. It's called Hot and Bravo. A bonus episode. Yes, a bonus episode each week. A bonus episode. I love that. So beyond our recaps, we're going to be doing a show every so often called Hot and Bravo, Bravo Buddies. We'll, we will be bringing on other people from other podcasts, collaborators, maybe even some Bravo lebs in the future, and we will just talk all things Bravo. It's not going to be tied, you know, to certain episodes. It's not going to be tied to, 
you know, anything. It's just going to be a free-for-all talk about all things we love about Bravo. You'll get to meet some new podcasters from other podcasts that we love and enjoy. And it will just be a really fun, cool time. We're going to have some games. It's going to be like a Watch What Happens Live-esque situation, but without... We're growing the Hot and Bravo brand. Exactly. With Hot and Bravo buddies. And we want to give you guys more. We want to make sure that you guys are listening to more than just the recaps. We know that you guys love the recaps, but you need something else. You need a little bit more juice. So we're giving you that Judice juice if the <laughs> Bravo buddies disgusting. Show. Okay. Well, that's what I wanted to announce. It's very exciting. So keep an eye peeled for that next week. You'll see it pop up on your podcast subscriptions if you're a subscribed and you'll be able to just click it and listen, and it will be brand new and fun. And don't worry, you'll still be getting your recap next Thursday. I'm ex- I'm so excited. I think it's going to be great. I think it's going to be so much fun. Okay. So, now let's go back to New York, to the Hamptons more specifically, and talk about one of our favorite shows of all time. The one that we did the finale episode for on Watch Happens Live, which is... Summer House. Summer House. Now, this was not a particularly enjoyable episode for me because, you know, I've been pretty vocal about my uh, distaste and displeasure for uh, one Miss Hannah and her relationship with Des. And the the focus of this episode was about their relationship, specifically how they are so consumed with one another in the house that all the other housemates take note and they're not thrilled about it. And I'm not either. So in this episode, we have the part two of Des visiting and Robert visiting. Which, by the way, I fucking love Robert. He's such a great guy. So handsome. Again, he did such a great job. So into Danielle. Made her feel really special. But got to know everyone. Yes. And became part of the house. Yes. And didn't have sex in every room of the house and leave a mess. (sighs) Yeah. So... that's the thing is even beyond them just like hooking up all over the house, they are just constantly like making out with each other and just hooking up. And it just felt very weird. I am not a fan of PDA at all. I just have to say, I think it's too much. Sometimes I feel like Mm -hmm. if you're just like in a room with other people or at a bar or whatever, just like, you can have a couple moments, but don't just be like sucking face for four hours. Well, and I thought Paige, I believe it was Paige and I think Amanda as well clocked that it seems very obvious that Hannah is sort of trying to shove this in Luke's face. She's like, she's like uh, putting her little show pony does around town so that Luke sees, oh, I got a man. But I'm so glad also that Paige slash Hannah or sorry, slash Amanda also brought up that Luke doesn't seem very phased by it because Luke isn't into her. No. He's not. Sorry, Hannah. He's just not that into you. As the famous saying goes. I can't believe she really just went full force and got engaged to this guy just to make Luke <laughs> jealous. I'm kidding. That's probably not the reason. I'm sure that they love each other very much, and he loves that kitty cat more than anything that he could possibly say. But And I appreciated... I'm glad that more... Because Luke said something to Hannah on the beach about how he, you know... He probably wouldn't hang out with Des in any other situation other than the fact that he's dating a friend of his. Yeah. 
But beyond that, he didn't appreciate that Des didn't try to get to know everybody else in the house. And I love that Hannah, in true fucking Hannah fashion, tries to make it seem like Luke's being jealous and weird. But I'm glad that Amanda spoke up and said, no, I see what Luke is saying. I know I don't agree with Luke on everything, but I see what he was saying, that Des could have done more to hang out with us. And I'm actually more frustrated with you that you didn't try to acclimate him more into the group. You kind of kept him to yourself. And then Hannah, being the bitch that she is, it's like, oh, well, you know, I just, you know, I just, the guys, that's a whole different thing. It's weird because it's my ex-boyfriend, which it's not because Luke was never your boyfriend. Yes. And and he knows the things about Kyle, which also that, was oh, like. That sent me, and I'm not even in the relationship. That sent me over the edge. I was like, what the fuck? I was not, you know, she triggers me. I know she triggers you a lot. I've. Unless you can't, even if in case you can't notice. Yeah. Matthew, I, think, I don't think anyone hates Hannah more than Matthew. And I hate the word hate. Dislike profusely. How about that? And my thing is, I I know there's more Hannah there than what we're seeing this season. I know my old Hannah is in there, and I love her still. But it's uh, very hard to watch this train wreck that's happening. The best part of the episode had to be the derby. That was really cute. I, I want to do that. Yeah, me too. I want to go to a horse race. I want to do that. I want to be in, like, horse racing. I mean, I'm too big to be a jockey now, but, like... Four or five years ago, oh God, you would have been perfect. I would have been like, <laughs> but you're also a little too tall. Like weight yeah. wise, you probably would have been petite enough. But <laughs> my height, height no. I would have had to have been really you, crouching. You have down. to be like five five. Like you have to be, you know, yeah, I'm not below average short. height for okay. a, a man. Thankfully, I'm I'm average height. Yeah, <laughs> thank goodness. <laughs> but it dashed my dreams of being a jockey. But I I thought they were so much fun. I thought their outfits were so great. The food actually looked awesome. Congrats to Sierra for winning that pot of money. I I mean, it was $400, so she really went home with a big bank. Mm-hmm. But hey, I also loved the losers had to get into those amazing outfits and run around the track and gallop. And I thought it was so funny how both of them were complaining. They're like, no, that girl cheated. Like, no, no, <laughs> Amanda cheated. Oh, no, Lindsay cheated. It's great. I love the summer house. I want to see more fun moments like that instead of all the fights and drama with Hannah and Des because I really could care less. They are their best when they are just having a good time with each other because they are such good friends. Yeah. We got to talk about Paige and her boyfriend though. She does not want to be with him. No. And I, again, I, we don't know what's all going on there with the two of them because he's not here. And I understand to a certain extent, her frustration about the fact that he hasn't visited or he's not there, but we don't know what his story is and why he's not. It doesn't sound like it's because he doesn't love her. Cause every time he tries to call her or get her on the phone and try to connect with her, he seems really trying hard to, yeah, she's the one that's just like, ugh, whatever. Yeah. And I, she's been that way from the very beginning, like day two in the house. She was like, oh yeah, my boyfriend, I just, I'm not into it. Perry is that his name. Perry. He's so cute. He's too. very handsome. Ugh. And he owns a restaurant. See, I think, I mean, if I'm an owner of a restaurant, you're, you're not going to have, especially in a pandemic, when you're trying to keep your business afloat, you're not going to run off to the Hamptons. I don't think you're going to have the time. But again, I don't know. I mean, he could have gone for a weekend. He could have gone for whatever. Yeah, maybe. But at the same time, she needs to put more effort into it if she wants it. I know they're not. I don't think they're together anymore. No, I don't think anyone is together anymore except for Des and Hannah. And Kyle and Amanda. Well, I mean, duh. They're lifers. But 
they don't think any of the couples are, are together anymore except for Des and Hannah and Amanda and Kyle, which is ridiculous to me. Not the Amanda and Kyle of it all, but Des and Hannah of it all. So let's talk about Lindsay and Stravi. Because oh, they Lord. are back together. They drunkenly become boyfriend and girlfriend again. For the time being. And then do the whole hookup situation. Mm-hmm. Then we get some real truth from Danielle on the beach with Stravi, which is this is what I always do with my friends, like significant others. I'm I'm the one that you have to crack. I, I'm always the one that's like, hmm, I don't know you yet, and I don't like you yet. You got to earn your keep in this group. I remember my friend's now fiancé. The first time he came around the group, I was so short with him. Probably to your detriment. No. I was <laughs> no, I was short with him and I I introduced myself, but you know, as a Scorpio, it takes a while for me to warm up to like loosen my shell. I'm sour candy, so sweet the name. <laughs> you know, like whatever. So I'm hard on the outside, soft on the inside. Yes. You know? And so I said to him, We'll see how long you last. Which is a little harsh. But guess what? He's lasted and now he's my favorite. I love him. Agreed. I think more so for me, what I liked was, you know, I was having this conversation with a friend this week about no matter how, like the test, the sign of a good friendship is that you challenge your friends when you need to. And I appreciated Danielle and even Luke challenging Lindsay to not have these rose colored glasses on with her and Stravi to proceed optimistically, but cautiously. And that's all it is. It's, it's Danielle being like, we're going to give you a shot, but just know you've already missed. It's already one strike, sir. Right. And as we know in real time, they're not together, They're not together. And it's, you will get some tea about this relationship between Stravi and Lindsay. If you watch last night's watch what happens and the after show, even more tea is on on the the after after show. show. Yeah. It's yeah. There's, I was, my mouth was agape. I was waiting for you to say the word because I didn't want to say it wrong. Agape. <laughs> okay. Let's, let's stop with Summer House because next week we'll still be talking about it because we have the finale and then we've got the reunion coming. So we've got still a lot to go with Summer House. We've got finales coming left and right. These I know. Next two everything weeks. is ending and everything is starting. But let's head down to Atlanta and let's do Married to Medicine first. I mean, for me... It was a it was a good episode, but the main event that I think all we really need to talk about is the Al Sharpton and Ben Crump of it all. Well, I want to talk about two things first. Go for it. The first thing is, why is Latoya just like randomly inviting Lisa, Nicole, and Carrie everywhere? I think we're seeing Toya's pandemic persona. Yeah, I you know she she's very reactive. She's very volatile right now. And I think that she is just in the mood to kind of push the limit and test the waters and kind of spice stuff up. Okay. And I think that she is bringing these ladies around because she needs cover and she needs protection. She needs like her posse with okay. her. And also I think the producers told her to do it. <laughs> yeah. I mean, obviously, but I'm here for Lisa Nicole. I'm not here for Carrie. I'm not either. Carrie's bugging the shit out of me. And I did not watch season one of Married to Med, so I never got Carrie Yeah, we started full season time. two. Yeah. So maybe if I knew her before, I'd feel better. But, like, I'm oh. sorry. If you're not going to bring Quata Mariah back on, do not bring on Carrie. Can we just, like, sit for a second and talk about how literally this time last year we started Married to Medicine? 
Yeah. That was our, it got that us was our through, pandemic yeah, show. It got us through the, the first beginning. wave. Yeah, the first wave of the <laughs> pandemic it really got us through some tough times. Uh, I owe the lot to these ladies, but not for this episode. I mean, it was, like you said, it was a little lackluster. I did love that they were staying in Maryland to go to Washington, D.C. Because as you know, a psychic said to me, I'm going to end up in Maryland or I have some tie to Maryland. Don't know what it is yet. We'll see and we'll find out. We'll find out in my lifetime. But there's something linking me to that Maryland. But I really loved seeing the doctors do what they do best. And I thought they were all on their best behavior with Al Sharpton and Ben Crump. Except for Contessa and Scott. They were late. Not great. I, I My thing is, is, first of all, why did no one tell them be like, hey, Al Sharpton's on his way. Get ready. Well, no, but they said they even looked out the window and said, oh, that's not him. That's not Al. So we're good. I would be I would be ready early. Who if else I would it knew. be? Who else is yes. coming to the fucking house? I'm like, yeah, I, that's my thing. If if Al Sharpton was coming to the house, I would have been ready like an hour early and been downstairs, like, just like, pacing, waiting yes. to go. You know me. I'd be like, okay, is, is it time? Is it time? How's my hair? Go, turn on the Zoom. Got to check my hair. Where's a mirror? Give me a mirror. <laughs> I loved the conversations they had at dinner. I thought everyone was on their best behavior. I thought that they were quite humbled in the presence of those two gentlemen. And it's really exciting. I can't wait for next week's episode to see them go to work. Yes. And I I really loved Al Sharpton recognizing the like magnitude of them being black doctors and how much that things is important changed. and how much things have changed in his lifetime. I think that's really wonderful to see. And I think it's really amazing that they're highlighting that for the world to see. And I love that they are out here supporting black lives matter and really doing their part in the best way that they can with the testing and making sure that everyone that is out there protesting is safe doing it. I think it's great. It was wonderful. Totally. We also got Ben Crump. Yes. Who is a lawyer. Yeah. He's representing a lot of the victims of the past year who have succumbed to uh, police brutality and negligence. And I thought he had a lot of great things to say as well. And I thought that he, they had a really beautiful nuanced conversation about the role of uh, police in communities and about what's been going on uh, over the course of the last many decades, but specifically that we've written this, this past year while all cooped up inside at home. And it was just a really beautiful, nuanced complex conversation that I think every, again, things that we all just at home need to be watching and need to be absorbing and talking about with our loved ones at home. Yes. It was just, it was great. It was wonderful. Married to medicine. We tip our hat to you. Can't wait for next week. I'm excited for next week. Let's move to the other part of Atlanta and that's real housewives of Atlanta, which we had the finale this week. Yeah. I can't believe it's over. I mean, I can, but, but <laughs> I actually really liked this episode. I had a lot of fun. Me too. It's Christmas time in Atlanta and Candy Burst Day is also being celebrated. December 18th, Candy Burst Tucker Day. Amazing. I'm so proud of her. I loved it. She deserves it. She's, again, the just right when I think maybe Candy, it's maybe not because I don't love her because I do, but just when I'm thinking, oh, maybe it's Candy's time to move on from the show. I go, no, we no, gotta keep her. Gotta no. keep her. Can never let her go. She's the best. We love Candy. So I was very happy that she's being recognized by the community in this way. I think it's fantastic. Let's talk about Drew's son, Josiah, meeting his dad. Love that kid. I This kid 
first of all, absolutely adorable. I love that she made the whole day about him and was like, this is going to be your day. Made him feel really happy and comfortable because I couldn't imagine being his age and meeting my father for the first time. I think no. that is that was probably so hard and so nerve wracking for a young child. I also love that Ralph was so supportive. You know, I have a bad taste in my mouth about him, but then he does stuff like this. But it does look like at the reunion, Andy's going to say who and what was in Tampa. Because, yeah, he started off really rough this season. And progressively, everything that followed was positive. Seemingly positive. Yeah. So that is the one thing that we really need to hear from him on. And I'm glad that Andy's going to address it at the reunion. But he, especially with all of this stuff with Ricky. Ricky is um, Josiah's birth father. Andrew's ex. I thought... Ralph handled it all beautifully. Yeah, he's great. I mean, I mean, he's not great, but he's in this great situation, in this moment. Yeah, in this moment, absolutely. And I'm so happy that I mean, we find out at the end. We'll go through it again. Of everyone's kind of after the finale, what's going on in their lives? But I'm glad that they're continuing to foster this relationship, and that he's having moments with his father, and that he's really, you know, forming this bond. Yeah, I think it's fantastic. It was great to see on TV. I thought it was really beautiful, and it's a great. It's great for Drew as well because she knows that her son now has two supportive men in his life that can help guide him and help him grow. Yeah. It was wonderful. I don't mean to be insensitive. I don't mean to be rude. I really, I said this last week, I can't hear about Kenya and Mark I, ever again. I knew this is where you were going. do it. I don't know why she's surprised. That he, she's blocked. The entire season, she's talking to someone about how things are getting better. And without missing a beat, something happens to just the universe goes, no, no, no. This is what's actually happening with you guys. She's having a meeting with her therapist, talking about how things are getting better and how things are like improving. And then tries to call him number blocked. She's like, it doesn't say delivered girl. We've been there. We've the- all been there, but I don't think she, but she wasn't blocked. Because if it doesn't say delivered, then that just means their phone is off or it's not going through. Mm, no. I, I get the green. You get green text messages if you're blocked. Yeah. Is that what happened? Yeah, that's what happened. Oh. She was texting him being like, what's... I thought it just was not delivered. No. So she was calling him. It was going straight to voicemail. And then she was texting him and it wasn't... It was green as, and it was being sent as a text message. It wasn't being delivered. I don't, I've only think I've been blocked once, but I, I love a good block. I love blocking people. I've, <laughs> I've, I blocked people on social media. I blocked people's phone numbers just because. But, and I'm so glad to see at the end of the episode when they do the, 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 uh, where are they now freeze frame. And they said that Kenya and Mark officially filed and they're done. Thank Thankfully. the fucking Lord, because she needs, if she's going to stay on the show, I need a new story from her. I, I need her to go to therapy and actually reform. Cause I'm tired of her. Even though I think Drew was the one that kind of lost it this episode. Kenya for me is still like, I can't stand her. She kind of annoyed me at the end of the episode, but we'll get to that. But I agree. I'm done with the whole Kenya situation and Mark, like it's tired. It's old. We get it. It's not going to be great. No. Okay. Friends miss. Should we go to friends miss? I have to say, I love a good friends miss. I right before the pandemic last year, I went to a friends miss and we did not a secret Santa, but we did like a white elephant party and it was all joke gifts and stuff like that. It wasn't a thousand dollar limit. See, that's the thing is that they, they used the white elephant format in terms of who got what gift, but 
this was more of a secret Santa in terms yes. of like what kind of gift you got for everyone. Because white yes. elephant gifts are supposed to be hand-me-downs or purchased items that you never use, that you're yeah. re-gifting. The whole element of white elephant is re-gifting. And they're supposed to be things that you would love to have or use, but they're like household items or they're everyday items. They're not a thousand dollar Gucci bag or I think for our secret Santa, our theme, our theme was a game, a game that you could bring to your house that you could play with other people. So See, we that's all great. brought a game. That's great. But you know, even though I thought it was lame, the white elephant was actually oh. well <laughs> executed by drew. I'm just remembering what my game was. I got one of those like, spinner things for the shot glasses with an arrow so that you get to choose who takes the shot and oh then I got a god. I got a beer bong <laughs> <laughs> oh my god but Drew even though I thought Drew's gift was lame and we'll get to that in a second but Drew was the one who actually did Big White Elephant correct by bringing a re-gift or bringing something that's already been like partially used yes but given the construct of bringing a thousand dollars worth of something she definitely lost in this okay before we get to the, the presents, I want to talk about... The llamas? Yes. <laughs> uh, I love a good llama. I've loved llamas since Jimmy Neutron when Carl's like, llama, llama. Oh, my God. <laughs> I have a llama mug. Have you seen it? Oh, yeah. I I Well, the reason I have a llama mug is one time someone told me when I used to uh, go to Mexico and build homes in Mexico. It was like a, a service trip I did every spring oh, cool. with my church. And someone took a photo of me once and said I looked like a llama. Uh, so they started calling me Llama Boy. Oh. So <laughs> I love a good llama. I've I've taken that back in power. Okay, good for you. <laughs> oh my god. But that's why my mom got me a llama mug because she was she thought it was funny and she's like, Well, you're a llama. Wow. So you're going to get this so you, llama you, you identified with your fellow llama brethren in this Yeah, episode. I would have been taking those selfies with candy. No, everyone loves a good llama, like she said. Yeah. So Christmas llamas, we're here for it. I thought it was insane, even though Drew and Portia are my favorite ladies on the show right now. I thought it was insane that they were three and a half hours late. Oh my. Like, where, wow. Okay, where does Portia live? Because Portia is over an hour and a half late to everything. Tennessee, I swear to God. She doesn't she's even live in, in a the different state. state. Yeah, she's not even a real house of Atlanta. Now, okay, we get to the gifts. <laughs> what would you, what, out of the gifts that were presented to us, what would you have picked? Okay, I'm going to give you my top two. Okay. Number one, the cash, 100%. Oh, that is my number one. Yes, yes. And then the iPhone. Yeah, me too. Uh, but I already have that iPhone, so maybe. I'm, I only have an 11. I'm sorry. I'm so poor. Oh, okay. That's, I had an upgrade. Okay. Just, you know, that's how the fucking system works. But yeah, I would have done like the iPhone or I would have done the cash. I mean, the cash, absolutely. And Marlo, God bless her. Like that was the best gift. I mean, sure. I would have, I would have liked any of the gifts, gifts except for Drew. I could have made something work. I mean, I'm not, I don't wear scarves and brooches, but I would have. You just pawn them off or sell them. Exactly. Yeah, Exactly. Hey, the real, real, <laughs> I got some good stuff for you. And I wish Drew, if Drew was going to pull the gag gift and pull the shady gift. Yeah. I wish that she would have also brought, like, that's why I love when Portia was like, wait, but you have, you actually have an $1,000 gift, right? Like, you actually have something to give. And she's like, no, this is all I've got. She's like, the bundles are worth $1,000. Yeah, it's like, bullshit. girl. No, you should have brought something legitimate because your gag gift probably would have gone over a little bit better had you done that. And I love Drew. I really do. But 
I think that she is so fed up with Toya after a season worth a season's worth of bullshit from Toya that when this profit lot stuff came up and I think Candy and all the rest of the women were correct that like, it doesn't really matter and it has nothing to do with Drew and that there's no business bringing it up at all. It's kind of bullshit. I think Drew has just lost it at this point with Toya. I think she's gone off the deep end and lost her shit, lost her, like gone off the, you know, lost her rocker, whatever the hell it is. I don't know. I'm so old. Don't ask me. But I think she's just fed up and had it with Toya that any sliver of impropriety on Toya's part and Drew's just going to pounce and make it bigger than it is. Okay. But I also did not think it was cool. LaToya throwing the wig no, and stuff. No, Toya at- showing up lit as hell and making it worse did not. No, Toya is still Toya. But that's the thing. We've talked about this before. Drew, just let Toya be Toya and you're going to be good. You're going to be in the right and you're going to be, you Yeah. Know. I also did not like Drew's tape. That proved nothing. Pro- she keeps trying. She keeps saying she has a smoking gun and every smoking gun is literally a toy gun that you, you fire it off and it just says bang. But with LaToya and Profit Lot... Candy is right. Candy is right about the whole thing. Yes. And I don't care at this point. No one does, I don't think. I'm just like, whatever. I'm sure we'll get more of it at the reunion, but I'm I'm done. My favorite part of the episode was Kenya and LaToya getting into the car to leave. <laughs> yeah. And then we hear the carolers. Killed me. And then Toya getting out and dancing and Kendall's like, no, get in the car. Well, before she even started dancing, she's like, get in the car. Get in the car. We got to go. Like, she was like, I'm not dealing with these carolers. This is not my vibe. We have to get out. And then she's like, please get out from behind my car. I'm trying to leave. Like, it was, she was not here for it. But I liked that the other ladies came out and enjoyed it. Yeah, like, on paper, all of the elements of Cynthia's party were great. The food, the place settings, the llamas, the carolers, let the ambiance. Let me talk about the food for a second. Can you take note? That is what should be at a party. Yep. Fallon, also take note. That is the food that you have at a party. She had all of the food lined up. It looked delicious. There's leftovers for people to take home if they need it. Portia wrapped up some food for her mom. She's got a bad hip. You know, I, <laughs> I would have wrapped up some for myself too to come home. That mac and cheese looked amazing. But I, yeah, Cynthia knows how to throw a party. I don't, think anyone will let, I don't think anyone's going to let Kenya throw another event. Well, we'll see if she comes back next season. Yeah. Okay. Actually, let's actually talk about okay, that. Okay. Well, you heard that they're doing a, it's been already in talks that they're doing a big shakeup with the cast for next season. Oh, I didn't hear about that. Yes. So the news is, is that we're going to see something big change ups in Atlanta and there are rumors that Phaedra might come back. No. And we way. love we love Phaedra, a fellow Scorpio, freaking frack with her and Portia. We'd love to see them reunited. But I really did not like Phaedra last time she was on the show and the horrible things that she alleged about uh, Candy. Let's not forget Portia was part of that too and Portia's still on the show. True. So I, I do. Portia has grown. Oh, and so we that don't is, know. We don't know if that is Phaedra to say, has grown. Yeah, no, you're right. That is to say, Phaedra could have could have been growing this whole time as well. But out of the women that are on this season, Me defending Phaedra to the end, I know. Of the I'm earth. like shocked. Who would you who who would you be okay to see go? Kenya. Okay. Cynthia. I, yep. No, and then I think that's it. 
I agree. I want to keep Candy around yeah. because, again, there's still so much growth, and I want to see what's going on with her acting career. Oh, and I want to yes. see. But Cynthia, we got you good and married, just like you wanted. Become a friend of. She'd be a perfect friend of. I think she popping in and out as a friend of is appropriate, and I think Kenya. We're not going to see any more from Kenya that we haven't already seen. I would like to see Eva come back. Oh yes, Phaedra, fine. I would have. I wouldn't have said she that would before. Be, she but would be drama. She'd be good. Yeah, like if you're gonna get rid of she Kenya, on a show. bring Phaedra on. Yeah, and let's see. Like, yeah, because the Candy and Phaedra maybe reconnection would be a fun, or lack thereof reconnection would be fun to observe. So yeah, I would like to see. I think Cynthia, like, I, God bless and you know, love you, Kenya. Good riddance. Okay, let's talk about the finale. What happened after the finale for all the people? I'm going to go through the list. So Kenya, she said she's taking to Brooklyn and Paris. Brooklyn to Paris. It's not Brooklyn and Paris. What's that new show? Emily, Emily in, in Paris. Paris. I want to see Brooklyn in Paris. <laughs> and she's officially filed for divorce. Thank God. Drew, Josiah is forming a relationship with her, his dad, and she's decorating her home. Okay, lackluster. Portia is still a social justice queen. She's no longer vegan, but she's staying away from the hot dog factory, which uh-huh. I thought was LOL. Candy's acting career is booming. She's going to be on season two of The Chai. She also has another new movie coming out on, I can't remember what channel, but it's called Envy. She's part of this movie called Envy. By the way, there is another movie that's going on. I think both Kenya and Eva are in it. And Bolo. And Eva plays like a mistress of a strip club that Bolo like works at. Wait, what? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> oh, and I love how Kenya's working with Bolo after all of the Bolo bullshit. Yeah. She well, tried to perpetuate. They both got cast in the same movie. You don't get to choose. And then Cynthia is staying in ATL with Mike, which I'm happy, even though I would love to see her come out to the West Coast. They're looking for a new home that will have its own room for the sex swing, which <laughs> call up candy. Cause she'll be able to get you a little dungeon for yourself. Yes. Uh-uh. Mistress. Okay. Speaking of homes, let's talk about Dallas and the South fork ranch. I mean, okay. Wow. I have to admit I have never watched Dallas, the TV show. I don't think anyone has. <laughs> no, people do. Everyone knew about it. The whole JR thing was a big moment. Who shot JR was a big thing. It was a huge moment in television. It was, I think, like the first, like, big major, like, television event I wanted. I'm throwing that out there. I'm not sure if it's true or not, but I feel like it was. Not, like, the first major television event. I think it's one of the... One of the most iconic. Yes. Yes. In the grand scheme of TV. Like, everyone knows who shot JR. Like, that's... They've done parodies of it on other shows. It's a whole thing. It's part of the, the universe of television. Yes. But when half of your cast has not watched the show and the only reason Brandy knew it was because the Dallas Cowgirls go there every year. Right. The only people that were like fans of Dallas was Deandra and Dee. It just, to me, it proved the point that they don't have a lot going on with this cast and with this city. And they really are scraping the bottom of the barrel and pulling, you know, grasping at strings to, to create content. I, I did love, though, when Brandy was getting the tour at the beginning of the episode and they were going through this house, how the woman said, the stanchions will be removed. And I was like, yes, bravo, for still putting stanchions in our vocabulary. We got it on Salt Lake City. We got it on Dallas. Stanchions is the word of 2021. Oh, my God. I'm throwing it out there right now. Yeah, I, you know, I think we're going to get most of the Dallas 
ranch drama next week with Carrie's. Which is the finale. Hot ass mess, which is the finale, thank God, because I'm ready for the city to be wrapped up. Because it needs a huge reboot and overhaul, in my opinion. But I'm excited to see where this finale takes us next week. Honestly, I would be fine with Dallas being canceled. It, and I us mean, bringing my well, they're bringing Miami back. They've been filming Miami. Yeah, because that's going on Peacock. Yeah, uh, less so than OC, but not far behind. They those cities need a major reboot and overhaul if they're going to continue. I otherwise, agree. I'm fine with the other four or five cities that we're dealing with. Like Atlanta, Potomac, Salt Lake, and New York are giving me plenty. Yeah, and if Dallas and OC aren't willing to step it up somehow and reboot and refocus, like I, I can live without them. I agree. Okay. Let's talk about all the stuff before they get to the house and then we'll, we'll get to the house. But we got Darren in his final moments with Deandra doing his whole little chant, which I, once again, I'm like, sir made me LOL. What are you doing? Exactly. And I appreciated Mama D's and Jeremy's advice to Deandra before she went to talk to her stepmom. Although I agree with Jeremy that he could see where Mama D was coming from. Like, you know, hold your ground, stand up for yourself if need be. But Jeremy, I think, was right to remind her, like, what's your intention? Your intention is to make peace and to make, like, let wounds heal as much as they possibly can. Yeah. So go in with an open heart and open mind and don't lose your cool. I was also dying at Mama D talking about this second wife of her first husband. Oh, my God. I didn't marry for beauty. I did that the first time. Well, then get her a nose job. Like, what? She's like, think of the Beverly Hillbillies. There you go. Like, <laughs> so bad. Part of the D- the Dallas reboot must include Mama D becoming a full-time. Or, you know what I mean? I want. I just want a show of Mama D. I just want Mama D to have I want, her own I, show. She deserves the world. I want to cast her in something. I want to write a show for Mama D just to be Mama D. And it was great that Deandra and her stepmom, it sounds like they were able to come to some sort of peace agreement. Although it made me really sad when she said that her stepmother said that her brother brother doesn't doesn't want anything to do with her. I agree with Deandra though, that she did everything she could. She did. She can be at peace now with that. And I don't, I, I think if the stepmom is coming around, the brother isn't far behind. I know that he probably said that in heat of passion i think that one day we'll see time heals all wounds i mean for the most part i agree there's some wounds that will never be healed because i hold a grudge but and the only (laughs) other two things i had were i don't think carrie i i'm horrible but i don't think carrie would be spending this much time with her kids if she wasn't on tv i i did love them going to learn how to make carne asada which is one of the easiest things to make. I hate to be like that, but I mean, it was a cute moment to learn how to cook. Yep. I loved them making guacamole. Mm-hmm. I thought that was really fun. I love, we have some of those like uh stone. Yeah. 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 I think they're called mortars. Mortar oh. and pestle. Yeah. Maybe. I think that's what they're called. Correct me if I'm wrong, but I'm sure we have some of those and we've, I've like done stuff in it. It's so much fun. The only other thing I thought was funny was when Brandy was telling Deandra at the ranch, Hey, do your best eighties move. And she picks up a straw and starts doing lines that killed me. Cause Deandra, I feel like is growing. Like she's not taking herself so seriously anymore. She's becoming more settled and at peace. Yes. And that was just like, I love that she was taking a dig at herself. You and know, I loved their eighties looks. I thought they all looked so fun. I love a good theme party. Me too. Even though they were all children in the 80s. 
which I didn't really realize. Yeah, everyone was so young. I, I didn't realize like, they're all not much older than we are. It freaked okay. me out. Okay, let's say more old, much older than you. I'm a little bit younger. Okay, just because you haven't broken the 30 threshold yet doesn't mean that you're like... 16. I'm 14 years old. What are you talking Ew, about? That's, that's a little too young. That's that. a little too young. <laughs> but no, everyone is so young. And I love, you know, I love a good murder mystery and I will, I want to do a murder mystery party so much. It's so random though, that the woman organizing the event had the thickest New York accent you've okay. ever heard. I was like, she, whatever actress she is, whatever improv group, me and her went to the same dialect coach because I was like, that's me if I was doing it. I was Fiji McGruff. I don't know what that <laughs> voice was, but that was not the voice she no. was doing. It was like, I'm New York. I'm a I'm a I'm from Long Island. Yeah, me and me and VJ McGruff went to the same dialect coach. Jesus Christ. But I am excited to see how the murder party progresses. I'm I'm interested to see who's the one that died. Things I'm not excited to see is Carrie destroying destroying the house. Yeah. I think that is absolutely insane. I I just don't she needs to get some help. Clearly. I, I wasn't, I, you know, I've been very hesitant to sort of say that just yet, but this entire season has been drunken mistake after drunken mistake from Carrie. I think she needs to take a step back. And like, if I were her daughters, I would be so embarrassed. Oh, I would be mortified. Mortified. I mean, I've, I've been, I've had my wild self. I'm not going to lie, but I was also in my early twenties. I like, again, I think we can let her go. I think we don't need uh, she brings nothing to the table. No, the reboot doesn't need to include her. Okay. Let's move on. Last but not least. Juzzy. Okay, see, there it is. There's VJ McGroff coming in. <laughs> VJ. You try. You know, at the very end of the day, the I, thing that matters is that you try. I, I just need to do a lot of work on it. I think I'm going to take <laughs> some lessons or just like sit in my mirror with like headphones and record myself over and over and try to just find an accent. I feel like m- maybe it's a Teresa Caputo situation maybe i feel like that i just need to have someone to mimic and i just need to listen to them constantly and then i'll pick it up because i'm not too bad at australian that's no australian is the one that you can do pretty well i can i can make my way through oz pretty well but anything else (laughs) don't even ask me I'll, i'll barely be able to make it out over my breakfast cannoli can we talk about that i've never ever 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 seen or heard of anything like that but of course joe Marge's okay. Joe would have a bowl of cannoli. Because cannolis are, they're like a dessert that are wrapped. With but the, basically the what this looked like is like a deconstructed cannoli yes. where it was just pieces of cannoli, like pastry. Yes. And then just cannoli filling. So he like literally could just scoop it up, put it on and eat it. And it's like, Joe. He's in his 60s? I don't know. That would be what he wants. Yeah, I wouldn't be eating bowl of cannoli at, at that age, but that's just me. Hey, he doesn't, he doesn't understand what breakfast is. I loved the moment between Frankie and Dolores. I love Frankie so much. I give me more Frankie. He's so mature and so honest with her. And she needs people in her life telling her, hey, your old school ways are not working for you anymore. Like he was like, she was like, the moral of the story is like, make sure you're always like making sure your health is okay. And she's like, he's like, no, the moral of the story is you're not telling me things and you're not being open with your family and the people that are close to you. That's yeah. the moral of the story. And I really appreciate him challenging her on that. I'm obsessed with Jennifer and her kids. <laughs> okay. Okay. Everything about Olivia 
is what I want to be when I grow up. She is the mini Jennifer. I her just like eating her ring pop. She's like school, and she's like, "Why do I think you're lying?" And she's just like jamming out to like whatever music or video she's watching on her iPad or. I laptop. imagine good as gold playing like in her headphones. Oh I don't gosh. know why, but I just imagined good that. Or like Friday oh, by f- Rebecca Black. <laughs> we love Rebecca Black. I, I I was obsessed with Friday. I I have no shame about it. Did you clock Lexi? I, by the way, I like Lexi. I know she's like only a minor character, but I enjoy her every time she's on camera. But her accent. Okay. The, okay. the mystery of her accent continues because I swear to God, she sounded like Edie Beale from Grey Gardens. Which I now I get that reference. But. You look terrific, honestly. <laughs> <Da-da-da-da-da>. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I want to say I called out this accent ages ago and you didn't hear it. And then this episode, it caught on for she you. Said, oh, God. What was it? It was, um, oh, I, it was some word that I was like, okay, Dorit, what's happening? What is happening to you? She's got a moment. But I want to talk about Frivolous, the boat. What a fucking awful name for okay. a f- yacht. When I see a boat named like that, and then what tipped me off, let me tell you, this is me. I don't watch Blow Deck, but this is just... They- I, by the way, totally thought that was, the captain was his face from no, Below Deck. No, you did not. No, you did not. I did for a split second. But then when he introduced himself and said his name, I, I knew okay. I was wrong. Well, we famously do not watch Blow Deck, which I know we're behind. Come for us. We will eventually get into it, but no, I, I you can. I'm not doing okay, well. Whatever the <laughs> the polos with the embroidered name of the boat on oh, them that they were wearing. Oh yes, I was like, there's no way in hell this whatever woman who the ghostwriter the ghostwriter is has paid makes enough money to pay for these men to have. To be on call all the time for this Well, boat. she's ghostwriting a billion books. Like, it's it's very possible. Okay. I'm just saying. Possibly. But I did a little research, and this boat is a charter boat. Oh, it is? Yes. Oh, okay. So, she, Marge, we're going on her yacht. No, you're not. You're going on a yacht that she chartered so that you could have this moment on the show. I just got to call it like I see it. I don't, I don't like the fakeness. We have Beverly Hills and OC. We don't need fake... Jersey. And they money. were in Connecticut for, by the way, they were in Connecticut. Okay. So no rock Connecticut. You know what? I'm just saying. So we weren't even in Jersey anymore. Okay. Teresa talking about her man. She's a 16 year old girl. That's as giddy as can be. But that is probably the happiest I've seen her in 10 years. Like truly the, the happiest I've seen her talk about anything in a long time. And I know that like her boyfriend's problematic and we'll get into that. I'm sure at the reunion eventually when we come, or maybe uh, we're, hopefully we'll see him on the show this season for a little bit. So we'll be able to dish in more on that, but it was really great to see her happy and gabbing. I love the little story about how she was just walking with her friend and then he, he waved and she waved back and then they were like giggling and jumping with each other. Like, I hope he didn't see us. Yeah. Like it's so it's cute. As much as I roll my eyes at Teresa, I do love it. And I also loved at the beginning when Gia was talking with her about meeting her dad's boyfriend, Joe's or not her dad's, <laughs> his dad's, sorry, his dad's girlfriend, <laughs> Joe's girlfriend. And then he was like, well, you, you said you met your mom's boyfriend. And I loved that Gia like is playing both sides of like of them. It was cute. It was funny. And Melania was like, just take me to soccer practice. What are you doing? But it was cute. I love Gia. I think Gia's great. Oh, I adore Gia. It was great to see Jennifer and Marge finally bury the hatchet yes. on their mini feud yes. that's been going on the last couple of weeks. They finally, like, saw each other a little bit and came to an understanding. 
because they both really shared. They got more detailed and more down to earth about the things they've been talking about recently in recent weeks on the show. Mm -hmm. Marge and her past, Jen and her current situation with her parents. And it was great to see them kind of just come to a draw. We don't need to fight about this bullshit. They're good to go. They're fine. I loved it. I also was happy that Jennifer's like, my mom's going through a lot. I want to bring all the moms together and give her a moment to have with all of you and your mothers to do this thing. And I loved the tea. It looked like they had the, like Jennifer always just goes full out. The food looked great. Her, Everyone looked she so She looked cute. adorable. Okay, that, that dress. That floral uh-huh. number. I was like, okay, Jennifer. Jennifer's quickly becoming one of my favorites on Jersey. I think she's hilarious. She's honest. She's open. She's rich, which I also love to see. She's not starting as many fights as she used to. I did, though, have to laugh out loud when she gets out. She's like, yeah, I'm not a big drinker. And Teresa's like, you're not a big drinker? Teresa's like, you're not a big drinker? What? No. You're not. Cut to her, like, falling over drunk at the party. Face first into the concrete. It made me sad beyond belief when they were showing a little... Like they would cut to each woman relating and laughing with her mother and then cut to Teresa like about to cry. And then a flashback of her and her mom. It's like heartbreaking. It was. And I, I feel for her when she was like, I think I'm going to leave. I want to go see my mom. Good for her for not making the, I mean, for trying to stay calm and not making that big of a deal about it and just excusing herself. Yeah. Like that was a great growth moment from her and everyone was really supportive and really sweet. Well, I mean, how could you not be? That's, that's probably the hardest thing is I did laugh a little bit though. When, when they were on the boat and Jackie was telling Jen, Oh yeah. Like your mom, my, my parents don't live together and they're much happier because of it. Like maybe your mom and my mom could talk. And then Dolores goes, Oh yeah. Like your, my mom should probably have something to say. And then Teresa goes, yeah, well my mom is dead. So um, I'm pretty sad about that. It's like, Oh shit. It's like, and the reality sets and in. we're a reality, but fast forwarding to the T it really broke my heart to see Teresa like that. And I, I feel for her and all, the only other thing I had about Jersey was I am so pro talking about sex and sexuality. It's very sex positive to do. The more that you talk about it, the less, the less cryptic and mystifying it is. You know, everyone thinks like, if you don't talk about it, it doesn't exist. Well, no. And then your daughter ends up pregnant and it's because you didn't, you know, talk to her about sex and what it means and the pros and cons the celebrations and the consequences of having it and i just love that melissa is taking you know this situation with her daughter head on i thought antonia's reaction was hilarious but i appreciate melissa being like listen i love you just know your body is your temple you need to respect yourself but when you're ready you're ready but when you are protection is key and don't be dumb about stds and don't be dumb about pregnancy because those two things are very possible and as uncomfortable as it probably was for them to have it, at least that's now in Antonio's brain, Antonio, Antonia's brain. Yes. You know, at least it's now in her, in her consciousness. No, I agree. Meanwhile, every other mother was like, Oh no, I didn't talk to my daughter about that. And it's like, well, you know, arguably look what happened. Yeah, exactly. Well, I think we mentioned it all. Yeah. If you guys didn't hear it before, Go watch us on Watch What Happens Live. It's Thursday, the 22nd episode, the Summer House finale with Ciara, Lindsay, and Kyle on Watch What Happens Live. You will see us. We are the only boys, so it won't be hard to pick us out of the crowd. Make sure you guys are subscribed wherever you're listening, whether that's... I'm going to hand it over to you. Do you remember? Stitcher, SoundCloud, Google 
Play. Music. Google Music. Google Play Music. Oh, Google Play Music. The big one. Apple Podcasts? Yes. And I don't know. We're also on Spotify. Oh, okay. And if you guys are on social media, we're <laughs> going to get so get, nervous. I know. you got to just learn it, dude. I will learn it, and next week I'll do it. Maybe I'll do the intro, too. I would love for you to do the intro. Yeah, maybe I'll do the intro and I'll do, I'll close, I'll open it and close it next, next week. Okay. Okay. Challenge accepted, bitch. And we'll see how well he does, y'all. We'll hold him to it. I'm going to kill it. Uh, We'll see. Okay. And (laughs) we're going to be getting on back on social media. We're going to post a little bit of us on Watch Happens Live. We're going to be posting more on our social media. We promise. So if you guys are on it, make sure to check us out by searching at H-O-T in B-R-A-V-O-D. That's at Hot and Bravoed. And we'll see y'all next time. Bye.